0: Hey guys, it's Danny. On this episode of Movies Room My Life, we're talking Hugh Jackman, Weapon X, Wolverine, the Knucklehead, the most interesting X-Man in the world. We're talking why we love him and how we love him. Ow, my
1: foot. right, so that's Danny. Hey guys, how's it going? And I'm Brandon, and this is our Wolverine panel. Mm-hmm. Now this is the second episode in our comic book month, and uh, we're anticipating what will be the third or fourth episode, should be the, somewhere in around there, episode in our comic book month series, which will be our review of Logan, which I think you're back for, right? Yep, I will be there. Cool. Um, and you're a huge... Wolverine fan. We've had this conversation yep. before on the road and whatnot because we used to play together in a band and argue over comics. Apparently, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what bands do, right? Yeah, that's exactly. what cool people do. So it's cool to have you here. I know Jesse wanted to be here uh for very personal reasons. He couldn't be, so we miss you, Jesse. We'll see you soon. Brent also played last night, so he couldn't be here. So it's you're you're stuck with me. Yeah, no problem. To deal Just with. me and you, man. Yeah, man. Hasn't been this way in a while since the Mission Impossible uh, chat, I believe.
0: That one in the or no, fin- Devin was here. No, for that. the Fincher one we did.
1: Okay, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. You know what I was thinking about when I brought up the X, uh, the the Mission Impossible thing though was the fact that the original casting of Wolverine in the X Men was Doug Ray Scott, the villain in uh, Mission Impossible Two. Really, the guy that can only the only guy that can mimic Ethan Hunt because that shoot went long because that fucking movie was such a shit show
0: right he lost the he had role? to
1: step out on the role
0: oh he must be really pissed about that yeah wow
1: and hugh jackman so he was the second choice yeah yeah interesting because he's like so synonymous with the character now oh yeah and it's sad to, to see him go you know yeah basically um up until this point the entire series has been on his shoulders for the for, most part, with the exception of first class, which we were looking at and although that's a great film and one of my favorites period in in all among all of them um it's one of the lowest grossing yeah so it shows his box office power, especially when you're talking about this character yeah he was always the most popular mm-hmm. x- men uh x man uh
0: for sure um people are just drawn to him
2: mm-hmm
1: and it's interesting because he appears first in a Hulk comic. That's, That's right. That's where he makes his first appearance. And he was the Wolverine then. He was the yeah. Wolverine, yeah. yeah, working for the Canadian government. Mhm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and um I prefer I prefer the idea that he is a there are a couple conflicting origin stories like with anybody, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't like the idea that he's an evolved Wolverine. I like the I prefer the
1: idea that he's a a mutant, a yeah. human being who's didn't they have one origin form that was, like, something to do with... He had, like, gloves on. That's where the swords... Like, they were, like, blades, sword blades coming up through gloves or something like that. Yeah. I'm going pass on that one.
0: Yeah, and one of his um, mythical training origin stories involves samurai training mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. Ogin, I believe it was. And, yep. But, I mean, the man... It's interesting because a lot of people think Hugh Jackman's getting a bit too old to play the role. But obviously, everyone knows that Wolverine is a very old man. He's just physically in his prime. And uh, I think, uh, like, at first I was upset because I wanted... I thought Hugh Jackman had the sideburns, but nothing else.
1: Yeah, he's too tall. (laughs) Yeah, He's good looking.
0: Yeah, he is. But with... What with anything, like, I mean, now he's pretty much synonymous. It's really hard for me to think of Wolverine and think of the comic book one that I grew up with. I think if Hugh Jackman is dead.
1: Yeah. Before we get into the film, do you have a favorite comic storyline? Uh,
0: my favorite one as a kid was the Age of Apocalypse storyline, where uh, Logan was missing a hand. Mm-hmm. I think this took place before the story... I was, you know, in the 90s when you – if you didn't buy an issue, you weren't filled in. I'm pretty sure Logan and Scott – is it Scott Summers, Cyclops? Yep. Um, They got in an argument and Scott cut one of Wolverine's hands off. Sounds like
1: Cyclops. Yeah.
0: So Age of Apocalypse is pretty – it's prescient in that it it predicted a European Union. You know, the Sentinels are all over there. It's a really cool, um, futuristic, obviously apocalyptic, Mm -hmm. um, beautiful storyline. It's hard – for me to, well, that one and then just the classic Wolverine title series yep. from the 90s. Yeah. Where
1: Favorite it, of a lot of peoples.
0: Yeah, and in that one, Sabretooth was Wolverine's father. Mm-hmm. It was revealed, and like I per- always preferred that. It yeah, so much cooler. Um, the Silver Fox storyline where Wolverine um, meets a native woman and he falls in love with her. And then Sabretooth tries to pull something and uh, she says no and he kills her
1: yeah which they source a little bit for the tw- uh 2009 X-Men Origins Wolverine
0: yeah yeah and oh. then i also had the weapon x series which came in these comic books half weapon x half um this old series called the nam oh really yeah which was basically a vietnam story which is interesting because i think logan is like the classic vietnam anti-hero type Mm -hmm. that came out after that war like like i mean hugh jackman's performance is very clint eastwood influenced absolutely um those kind of 70s anti-heroes but the weapon x storyline was great because you got to see the the bonding of the adamantium um and just the extremely long process of healing because in some of those those
1: panels are gruesome
0: (laughs) yeah and in some of those comics his healing factor it used to be just minor cuts and bruises mm-hmm. and it's been exaggerated now to where he can heal from extreme yeah. trauma. <laughs> yeah. Obviously not in the uh the 2013 movie. No. Which was more interesting to me, I like Wolverine without a healing factor. It's cool.
1: Yeah. The um when you said that I thought back to uh last time or the time before last that uh, the guys from Drunk with Power were on, we were talking about Superman uh, from the first comic book month that yeah. we did last year, and uh, I was thinking about when when Tommy compared how they were drawing Wolverine in the in the nineties, and thinking about that as as you're talking here, and thinking about how as we were kids. Wolverine's power is just amplified and amplified and amplified to like a ridiculous extent where I almost lost interest. Yeah. Um, because he just literally seemed impervious to everything. Yeah. when uh, And it's so interesting that they, when they scale it back, when they do things like making him old and these sorts of things, it, it's, it brings a lot of interest back to the character because the, the, the character's flaws and vulnerability are what make him so, Mm-hmm. Um, magnetic to readers.
0: Yeah, like yeah, exactly. So whenever he's suffering, um, and whenever he's been diminished physically, all the great drama comes. Like I remember when uh, Magneto stripped him of his adamantium. Yeah, and he still had the claws somehow, meaning he must have been born with them. That was confusing. <laughs> like,
1: he had the bone claws. Yeah, the bone yeah. claws.
0: But when he, uh, when they extruded, he underwent serious pain. Yeah. Um, which in I think in some early comics, whenever he extruded them, there would be some blood
1: coming out. Yeah, regardless, even in uh, some of the comics where he doesn't have the healing factor and he doesn't want to uh, bring the claws out, like he'll tape other things on his hands like claws. Yeah, or and then when they do come out, of course they're covered in blood before he even yep he even cuts anybody.
0: Yeah, the pain. I I remember one uh one. One comic where he's, he's convalescing on a farm with Jubilee, I think, mm-hmm. and he, he pops them open once a day just to keep the channels open like a person who took out their earring.
1: <laughs> oh, that's not Kitty Pryde?
0: <laughs> no, it's, Jubilee? he's with Jubilee in, okay. in this particular okay. storyline. Okay. Yeah. They had a kind of a paternal relationship in that yeah. one, which I will Well, same
1: with – that's why I thought it, I'm mixing up comics, but whatever. He's a really interesting character, too, because when you – say, for example, what we're talking about with the the bone claw thing – um I guess then you have to go with with the origin series. Yeah as, as his origin story, which then negates what you were saying about like you liking Sabretooth as the as Exa- his father. Exactly, yeah. Now he's his half brother.
0: Right. Yeah, you have to go with that and accept that. That's fine. There's you know, way too many conflicting timelines and storylines anyway with Wolverine. There's been a lot of creative license taken.
1: I just I feel like I would much rather have a wolverine that i don't know the backstory him perpetually pursuing it the way that they've actually done it with the film or like the joker um the only origin story that we've ever had for the joker um may or may not be his origin it's just it's 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 not really canon it's kind of accepted as canon but it's kind of not Mm -hmm. and i like that's how i kind of treat wolverine i don't because there's a lot of elements that i don't really like about the origin comics and and then there's a lot of things i really do like and i I do like the cat and mouse elements to part of it i like the for some reason i like the idea of him being um or rather having having a very tumultuous childhood but I, i i like the idea of him not maybe not understanding or not comprehending that. Like he's just maybe just the odd little flash or something like that is good enough for me.
0: Yeah, I agree. I always thought he was it was really interesting when he had the memory implants and he was trying to figure out what in his life had actually occurred and what hadn't. This is like when he has the fucking helmet on like Weapon X style? Yeah. yeah, yeah, And it was really important for him. His main focus was romance. He wanted to know if the relationships he'd had... Uh, with, say, Silver Fox or Lady mm-hmm. Marie, uh, he wanted to know if those were real, if they actually occurred. Yeah. <laughs> he just wanted to reassurance that when he felt, when he had enjoyed uh, sustained periods of peace and love in his life, he wanted
1: to know if that had that, actually happened. Oh, yeah, yeah happened. In the, uh, the Weapon X series. And then again, like, when he um, comes face-to-face with Cornelius, who's kind of like the striker character in the films, he um, he's full-on... Uh, the went uh, like death of Logan or like death of Wolverine. That's yeah. what I'm talking about when he's like he gets coated in fucking adamantium like his whole fucking body. Yeah, um, I like those flashback panels. Yeah, I like that. But I like that they're still
0: you know, Cornelius is the scientist,
1: right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, he's basically the character that we know from the films, is like striker. But yeah, he's like the head of Weapon X kind of thing. Right? That's right. Yeah, I gotta ask because I honestly don't know. And maybe, maybe, you know, Mm. whenever someone refers to like, uh, to his origin, to Wolverine's origin. So whether it's, uh, the James Howlett origin, whether it's fucking, he evolved from a Wolverine, whatever it is, they're always like, he's from Canada. Yeah. Like, Canada's one fucking place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, the
0: city of Canada. I know, I know. Like, it, it drove me nuts when I was watching that Johnny Cash ad- uh, the biopic with mm-hmm. Joaquin Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And... uh It's the scene where he proposes to his wife on the tour bus, and the the flash on the screen says Ontario, Canada. Mm -hmm. Like Ontario is a massive, massive province. Yeah, they can't give us anything a little more specific, like outside Thunder Bay.
1: (laughs) Well, I doubt he's outside Thunder Bay. He's probably somewhere in the Golden Horseshoe. I'm guessing. Probably, yeah. But yeah, I agree. Like, yeah, Canadian. Like, I think what more specifically, more specifically, he's supposed to be from Alberta. I think. But yeah he's only I think ever... he's from Alberta. I always get the impression that he's from Alberta, but you know if you i I just I can't place it in my head mm-hmm. he He strikes me as an Albertan,
0: yeah, he does it's interesting, <laughs> and especially because he he spends so much of his time in urban environments, but yeah, he yeah. definitely seems like he grew up on like a prairie, yeah,
1: but yeah, like he he's... likes his plaid shirts and his jeans and his belt buckles,
0: yeah. I think it's another reason why so many of our friends and peers like Wolverine is yeah. because of the Canadian pride thing. But he's yeah.
1: massively popular in the States. So. Oh, of course. Yeah. So, and know. it is interesting, like his creation was uh, basically at a point, like at a junction where like the uh, comic industry was having a massive influx of Canadian readership. Yeah. And that is basically what, um, you know, made them go, okay, we need a Canadian character right and it's quite good i like it all right so now that we've solved the mystery of where wolverine's from he's from calgary um he's from Cochrane, alberta just outside of calgary there you go all right so obviously we've already had an x-men panel we did that in the first comic book month so we're going to skip ahead we're going to get into x-men origins wolverine 2009 cool yep all right directed by gavin hood 150 million dollar budget I think worldwide ended up grossing somewhere just over $373 million.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Interesting. Interesting film. Yeah. I very much like Liv Schreiber in the film.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah. I do too. What the hell did I first see him in?
1: No, oh, wait, no. Scream? <laughs> no, no. Because we'd be 10 around then. Yeah. He's in Goon. He plays, like, the Wendell Clark character in Goon. That's
0: right. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. How was this one critically received? I don't remember. This one was uh, not well received. No? By fans or, uh, or critics. Critics? Yeah. Basically, where the film picks up, if you recall, you have the whole story kind of, like, origin. And Victor is his brother... And like they run off into the forest right. together, like we're gonna get out of here or whatever, and and then they just kind of grow up and then they stop aging and they have that fucking montage sequence right off the top of every war yeah. ever.
0: Yeah, Wolverine as soldier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, perpetual soldier. Having fought. Yeah, the idea is he's fought in like so many different wars.
1: Well, it's interesting too because you know uh, he does have a past with, say, for example, Captain America and Bucky Barnes. Uh, yep. in, in the comics, he they don't realize he's a mutant. Right. Really? Yeah. Initially. <laughs> and they're just like, wow, that guy's really fucking... Really strong, and he heals really quickly. Well, no, they don't know he's healing. They're just like, wow, he's amazing. Like, he must be really lucky or something. Okay, he must be yeah. really good at dodging bullets. I don't know. <laughs> but in any case... And then, of course, it comes out that Bucky is fucking killing people himself. So, right. uh, so big ups. Yeah. And I, I'm trying to remember, but... If, if memory serves, I think the Winter Soldier, when w- once he's actually the Winter Soldier, plays back into the chronology of of, of Wolverine's timeline. But I'm, I'm going a little foggy here. In any case, <clears throat> things that we can't do with the current state of the, the MCU and, and Fox and so forth. Yep. But on the flip side, Marvel's got their hand in Legion, which is a Fox show and a mutant show. Right. So... maybe yeah down the line we could see a commingling of worlds that would be cool it would be yeah because some of some of like wolverine and and deadpool in particular their their best kind of mash-up comics to me are the crossovers with hulk the crossovers with spider-man these sorts of things Mm -hmm. right and you know i really want to see that yeah i'm also fucking dweeb so we get through the uh, the fucking war montage, right? Uh, in the opening credits, and then it comes to basically striker recruiting them to be in this elite force. Right. Striker's played by Danny Houston in this flick. Yep. He, he does a really good job. You know, especially following up uh, Brian Cox, who was great next 2 at that point. Uh, I really liked him. That being said, he. The movie goes off the fucking rails pretty quickly, as soon as you see the the cast of characters th- right. that are going on here. You got the blob in this one. You have Ryan oh, yeah, Reynolds right. playing a a, a pre cancer survivor Wade Wilson. Yep, pre Deadpool Deadpool, which is cool. Okay, I'll take that. And uh, at some point in this flick, you actually have the uh, you have Taylor Kitsch showing up. Um, as quote-unquote Gambit. Right. Right.
0: Taylor Kitsch. Yeah, another Canadian. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that didn't go over.
1: Another Canadian playing a fucking Creole.
0: Creole. Yeah. yeah.
1: Why? Yeah, that... that Even w- get a French Canadian. Yeah, exactly. Do something. Get... Yeah, don't... I mean, Taylor K- What This was right around... Well, I guess now they got... They got uh, What's-His-Face tied up in the role uh, Channing Tatum. Yeah. So...
0: That's interesting because they kind of look similar. Channing Tatum is a huge, bigger buffer. Taylor Taylor Kitsch is a much better actor, I think. But, no, uh, he I, is think not. He, I think I think no, is. he is not. Fuck I'm that only shit. basing that on uh, his performance in Savages and his performance in True Detective season two. Okay. Not um, fr- what was it? The football show he was in where he was the Friday darling Lights. Friday Night Lights.
1: Not yeah. that show. <laughs> and what about Battleship the movie?
0: I haven't seen that. This is Taylor Kitsch? Yeah, Battleship the movie. Yeah, they made a movie about a board game. I didn't even know about yeah. this. Rihanna's in it.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I have a soft spot for Taylor Kitsch, I guess.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't. So, but he was along. he
0: was really bad in this movie.
1: He was really bad in this movie, and um, I, you know, I don't concur. I don't think that Channing Tatum is like the the you know the next fucking Robert De Niro or something like that. Yeah, but. uh... If you're looking for someone who can like hand out some one-liners and you got to give me one of these two cats, I'm I'm probably going to go Tatum.
0: Yeah. Okay. In an action movie, sure. Yeah. Because
1: yeah. he he that's hold all, his all own. that he's going to be. He's, I think he's so. He's never yeah. going to be a leading character in the series because the, if they do the series correctly without Wolverine, then you got to go Scott and Gene centric again, right? Yes. Yeah. And, and Scott can actually be a really cool character like he was in the early comics yep. if you don't because he's pissy at everybody like you know once he stops being like the he's like captain america's fucking carbon copy basically where you know he's he, he's all like raw 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 and then finally he's just like ah, oh, this is kind of fucked up fuck all you guys uh and, and he gets real ornery and that's cool uh but if you're going say for example that way then then Gambit is a side character. If you're going Wolverine-centric or, say, X-23-centric or whatever you're going to do there, um, then Gambit's still a fucking side character. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I wouldn't um, I wouldn't focus on him. Like, that. all that he's going to do is, like, oh-oh-oh. Yep. Like, that's that's going to be, like, the thing. He's yep. going to show up and, like, throw a card and be like, oh-oh. That's, that's going to be his shtick.
0: I never liked the card-throwing shtick. As a character, he's just so weak anyways. Yeah. Nobody really ever liked
1: oh yeah he's never someone's favorite x-man i devin might like him Jesus. i have it in the back of my head that he i think he likes him but he, he uh they the guys pointed out an interesting point about the the 90s cartoon that we all love yeah he has Bo staff in the credits not one episode does he break out that bow staff really he doesn't never use again. it like he broke it in the opening credits and never happened like he just I had, hel- I had one that's hilarious yeah It'd be like if Wolverine never fucking broke out his claws.
0: Yeah. I think Gambit had the staff in the successful uh, Sega video game. Yeah, he did. Yeah. I remember that. I remember Cyclops
1: being really, really slow as a walker. He had it in the side scroller, the X-Men side scroller, too. Yeah. 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 uh, But in any case, he also has the bow staff in this fucking movie, and it's dog shit. So, moving along. Um... You already talked a little bit about the relationship with, uh, with Silver Fox. Yeah, right. And um, she's Emma Frost's sister, right? In this, and she's trying to save her sister. That's her thing. Mm-hmm. That's her shtick. Um, so she's sleeping with Logan, but then she really falls in love with him. And oh, this is so! I'm already getting a fucking headache. Yeah, it's terrible. I mean,
0: just this constant of anybody who Logan likes at all being either in danger or someone they know being in serious danger mm. in this movie. Uh,
1: Which we're going to talk about in the next like, one, by the way. Jesus. But we'll get to
0: that. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> it's The amount that you care is directly proportional to how convincing the performance is. You're always going to care about Logan, but not necessarily about the people he cares about. No. <laughs> so. Just let
1: him die. Yeah. So, in any case, um, we pick up with Logan, and he's shacked up with uh, with Kayla, and um, basically the gist of it is that he's walked away from Wef- Weapon X after that mission that was super anticlimactic, mm-hmm. and the other mutants are all just like, I'm good at guns, and I'm not fat yet, but will be, yep. actually. Yeah. This is the most inept group of mutants beyond Deadpool, who you then turn around and face fuck by the end of the movie. Um, And everyone's made the joke a million times, Mortal Kombat, Baraka, all this shit, so we won't... I already... Like, I said it, it's off the table, okay? Mm. But fuck this fucking movie. Not because it's... Not because it's, like, not loyal to the comic, because we just did a panel on Alfred Hitchcock first in a series of panels that we're going to do on Alfred Hitchcock. And that's a guy that's not fucking loyal at all to source material. We celebrated Kubrick on the show. We've celebrated a lot of people who don't give a fuck about source material. Yep. Um, It's not anything to do with that. It's that this is barely a fucking movie. Like I, you know, it, it breaks my heart and I'm not even a huge Logan fan. Like, you know, the, this like Spider-Man three Was, like, a personal blow. Because that was, like, my friend as a kid. Like, Batman was, like, surrogate shitty dad. You know, Hulk was, like... I'm Hulk in my mind. You know, I'm fucking angry kid. And Spider-Man was, like, my homeboy. And I was, like, watching my fucking best friend, like, (laughs) just get made fun of by everyone in the world, basically. Right. With Spider-Man 3. But, like, I can't even imagine for you as, like, a fucking... Flag waving Wolverine fan, yeah. But, what it must have been like when people were like, "Hey, see that X Men Origins Wolverine piece of shit?" Yeah, but Should uh, have been Magneto. I was always super careful approaching the movies though,
0: because like it, they ha- they always have such a potential to go wrong. They have to pick one line and go. St- they have to go with it. It's not they don't have the freedom the comics do to mess around
1: with timelines mm. and I, I don't know. Yeah. So this, f- this film shot predominantly, I noticed, in uh in Europe, mostly uh mostly in the UK and uh and in Australia as well. And it's so interesting when you look down the cast of characters, like you have uh Dominic Monaghan, notably from Lost. Um Will I Am is in the film, so you got a free trip to Australia out of the deal, I guess. That's good for him. Um and like the saving grace. Of the of this film is is Liv Schreiber and and Hugh Jackman man yeah like just you could have just made a movie where just the two of them were on a in front of a fucking green screen like playing ping pong and then just put like fucking lasers behind their... Se- I don't know if dude. the movie was just them two like really focusing heavily on them as yeah. some kind of buddy adventure uh, yeah no like tete-a-tete, like put them up against each other yeah this is what it's always been or even. <clears throat> East alluded to uh, you know, how um Sabretooth always shows up on Logan's birthday mm-hmm. and tries to fucking kill him. Yep. And is like, good it. see you in a year. Right. You know, kind of thing. They live forever. Do that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, something. Do something other than just you know, we're we're putting the old band back together and we need need mutant powers, so for the super soldier, which again is a fucking Cornelius thing yep, from the comics. And that's actually the one I was talking about, Death of Logan. So they borrowed from, uh, they borrowed from some good comics. Right. Don't get me wrong. So they've borrowed from the origin uh, storyline. They borrowed from uh, Death of Wolverine or, yeah, Death of Wolverine and, 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 and other comics as well, clearly. And they've kind of melded it all together. Um, and somehow like they, they haven't been, disloyal they just they kind of put a bunch of comics in a blender hit blend and then you know what came out was a pile of dog shit somehow like, yeah just like the worst thing ever it's like making a smoothie out of yeah not it's hard
0: food. to tell if it would have been more successful if they'd corrupted the source material more or yeah. if they just picked one i don't know man it's yeah it's it's exactly they blended a number of ingredients together and it came mm. out really really flat
1: so. And also, these films always fuck with me in terms of my interpretation of what a mutant is, right? Because there's there's just this long line of evil scientists. Right. Like, right up through to Deadpool. You know, it's just everyone's a fucking evil scientist that's going to harness the power of a mutant and do something fucked up with it. Yeah. And then... So if you can if you can harness his power so easily, like he's like, let's draw some blood. Okay, you're a mutant too. Yeah. Like, really? Yeah. Like, let's think about this here. So the first movie, <clears throat> uh, Magneto wants Rogue. That's a great, like, in terms of like the first X-Men film. Yeah. Magneto wants Rogue so he can put her in the fucking machine because she can take it kind mm-hmm. of thing. So she can absorb his power and then it'll kill her. Because he needs to be the one working the machine. But if he gives her his powers, then she can fucking control the machine, right? He can right. put her and she can die, and then he can be all, I'm Magneto. Um, so, mutant uh, mutants being manipulated by scientific machine to turn everyone into mutants. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, so, are you mutants or, or, like, I, I don't understand, it's like, basically evil scientist. All right, number two, Stryker comes into the picture and of course he's evil scientist number 1 yep. in the film series right yep. as much as he's a military man he's got he's doing all kinds of shit to his kid and this and that and obviously he's been fucking with logan and so forth okay cool number 3 evil scientist again yep <laughs> making a fucking serum that can make you not mutant anymore and offering it up to mutants the cure yeah. But they've also weaponized it. <laughs> evil scientist. Do you do you see a trend yeah. developing here? Yeah. Yeah. X-Men origins Wolverine. Striker origin. Evil scientist. Right. It keeps going. Every film is just it's even um No, I didn't
0: think of it Peter, like that. Yeah. Peter Dinklage is
1: a fucking evil scientist who like got some blood from Mystique at the the uh the summons uh, in Days of Future Past, yeah, and and makes like super sentinels out of it that can do what Mystique does with her flesh, right? Right. Jesus. Like, yeah. Every fucking movie. Like, if it's that easy, if if, if like some guy in a basement apartment in Cochrane, Alberta. No, I don't know, but you know where Weapon X would be, obviously. Yeah, yeah. In no. Canada, Canada, the city of Canada in Canada, right. Um, can do this shit so easily. Just gets on my nerves, man. Yeah. After a while, like, these movies are getting really. It starts to devalue what uh, mm-hmm. a mutant
0: is supposed to be.
1: Yeah, Apocalypse was interesting be- because, you know, it was a mutant. They were facing a mutant. Yeah. Like, go figure, a fucking mutant. You know, I know they were facing off against Eric Lencher in the first film, but it just. Eh, it's still. He's playing with he's playing with mutants and science and big spinny fucking machines and shit. And it's evil scientists. Like, in that film, Magneto is an evil scientist. And right. It's a big problem with me throughout these films. And, of course, it continues on with this, where I I don't really want to spend much more time on this. Do you? No, no. I don't like um, this movie. <laughs> no. But, uh, of course, you have this fucking terrible showdown between um not Ryan Reynolds, but Ryan Reynolds look alike in de- the Deadpool. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, with every fucking power that they've killed from all the mutants all the way along. So they kill the Blob, uh, they kill Will I Am, whatever the fuck his character's name is. Who cares? They kill the guy from uh, Lost. Mm-hmm. Um, they and and basically turn turn in. Deadpool becomes this super super mutant, so right. okay, cool, and he's got Wolverine's healing powers, which is not actually accurate because, of course, Deadpool has better uh, healing. Yeah, he does, yeah. but whatever. Um, I do like the the one other thing plot wise that I really really like about this film is the adamantium bullet. Right. Being caused of his memory loss, I think that's really cool. I don't know why. I just think it's 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 almost. Uh, I don't know. It's like pop poetry or something. It's it's real surface level. Don't get me wrong, but I it's fun. It's it it takes me back to something that someone would do in a '90s, you know, crossover action fantasy kind of film. You know, a Robocop, a Terminator, something like that. Right. Uh, or T2, you know, or something like that. Like, um, it, it's, it's, there's a nice feel to it, you know, even something you might see that in, say, a series like Evil Dead or, uh, um, I don't know, something like that Raimi would do in around that time, Maniac Cop, something.
0: Yeah. I mean, they, it's interesting because it is what sustains him, but it also, I mean, it poisons him. Mm hmm. The healing factor offsets the poison but then when the healing factor dies somebody has to do something for him i forget mm-hmm. beast
1: yeah may, might be
0: has to come up with some kind of concoction that offsets the poison so yeah it's like it always had this kind of influence on him so mm-hmm. that yeah it is a it does seem like some kind of
1: trope that comes from outside most uh superhero movies yeah and it's nice i i uh, it doesn't play as strange if they just if they lost the whole Deadpool sequence and just been like, Striker, I'm coming for you because you killed Kayla. Perfect. Yeah. Shows up. He tells her that, like, you know, secret agent, if you want to do that whole fucking thing, you know, she was only sleeping with you, blah, blah, blah. That's her sister. I've got her in a cage over there. Right. Whatever. It doesn't matter. You don't have to do any of that shit, though. You just, the, the whole movie is like, he wants him to come back. He won't come back. He kills. He tries to kill Logan, kills her. That's the movie. Right. And then you have the Victor Logan face off over and over and over again for fucking two acts, and that's the big showdown. And then as he fucking bests Victor and lets him live, mm-hmm. um he turns around and gets shot in the fucking head. <laughs> and then Victor gets him out of there. Mm -hmm. He shows a little humanity, like, it's still my brother. Right. He gets him out of there and leaves him somewhere. Right? That's the movie. Yeah. You got four characters. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got Logan, Kayla, Victor, Stryker. Right. That's the movie. Yeah. You don't need anybody else. (laughs) He fucking... There's that whole old man at the farm sequence. It's like... Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. What? What? And he gets the jacket that he's wearing in X-Men, but then he takes the jacket off and he leaves it somewhere. So did you just, he was, you know, we said that on the other show, you know, like, oh, did he just, oh, I really liked how that jacket fit. Like, let me go and see if I can pick one up at the mall before I leave town. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't, f- like, fuck off movie. Yeah, there's too much. Like, just make a four character movie. That's all you needed. I don't know. Whatever. Let's move along. Let's take a little break. We'll come back. We're going to get into 2013's The Wolverine. I think everyone likes this film better. Yep. Um, There's still some problems, I guess. It's not a perfect film, but goddammit, is it fun. Yeah, it's great. You know? Uh, So we're going to come back. We're going to talk about that. We're going to uh, maybe allude to some of our hopes for um, the logan film coming up i want to talk to you a little bit about how you think it's going to play out because there's really no way to do the old man logan storyline the way that it is in the comics but we're you know currently right unless they're doing some serious fucking behind the scenes shit that somehow no one has caught wind of but even at that like we'll get into it we're gonna come back we're gonna do wolverine we're gonna do Our Logan thoughts and then we're gonna get the fuck out of here because it's comic book month and we gotta get back to watching comic book movies. We got Logan coming out. Alright? Cool, all right. However you're taking part in this episode, remember to reach out to us on social media, on Twitter at Mermel Podcast, MRML Podcast, and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Movies For My Life, or by hashtagging Movies For My Life wherever you're talking about movies. All right, so we're back, and uh, let's get into some positive stuff, my friend. The Wolverine? Yeah, man. Cool. All right, so 2013, the Wolverine... uh, where we hear budget of hundred and twenty million, so actually less than the first film. Uh but grossed more, four hundred and fifteen, uh just short of it mm-hmm. million worldwide. Good flick. Um get to see the silver samurai, which uh nerds in their mom's basement worldwide, including present company. Yep. We're very happy about I think. Uh, maybe not what we wanted, per se, but who cares. Um, we're going to go a little bit more standard format with this. We're going to talk a little bit about it, do favorite scenes for your characters, blah, blah, blah. Cool. All right? Because I, I feel like we were a little bit negative, and this is supposed to be a, a farewell to Hugh Jackman in the role, and we're doing a fucking poor job of it, mm-hmm. I may say. Sure. Okay. <laughs> sure, you may say that. Obviously, this one picks up after the events of X3. mm mm-hmm. Uh, everyone's favorite x-men movie most people's yeah that's sarcasm yeah most americans according to the fucking box office numbers how is that possible it's the second highest grossing movie in in the united states uh at the box office other than deadpool from the like the x-men films right crazy yeah but worldwide it's a little bit lower on the list so yeah uh, it picks up the last one picked up after the events of, or was kind of sitting half and half between events of X two and whatnot. Um, but in this film, we're picking up after the the trilogy wraps up, <clears throat> and this time around, James Mangold has the helm. Uh, does a little bit uh, better job. I like some of the things he he did. Uh, kind of, kind of a little bit past the whole shaky cam era, I think, but. He employs it well here. The panicky feeling of after the the funeral and these sorts of things. There's some good use uh, in it, and we'll get into that. Um, But uh, I really like the opening. Logan's back in the Canadian wilderness. He's back in the city of Canada. He's back in the city of Canada. Somewhere in the Yukon? He's out in the woods. He's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And... um, He's interacting with a bear mm-hmm. and he's having flashbacks of Gene. Sexy flashbacks. Uh and of course he also has a flashback to his time uh trapped in a camp in Nagasaki. Yep. Where he sits. That was uh
0: my favorite scene, the bombing of Nagasaki.
1: The opening sequence?
0: Logan uh when
1: Logan throws himself rescues the guy. Yeah. Yeah. I really like the the young guy that plays like young Yoshida. In that scene, the whole sequence just is is, is a really interesting sequence because it shows like humanity on both sides, despite conflict, et cetera, et cetera. And um, I don't know, it's it's a compelling sequence. And then from there, at you you get the the gene sexy sequence, uh, and then of course he wakes up again. He's out in the woods. He's Getting is he does he keep going in the store to get batteries for his transistor radios? Is what he's getting. I don't remember, Uh, I can't remember what he's getting, but in any case, he encounters these wieners that are like, Oh, I'm gonna go hunting, I'm gonna catch me a bear. Uh, And of course, they one of them shoots the bear off screen, yep. And he's uh, they're using poison tip darts. Uh, and and Logan takes exception to this and goes into the bar, and you get that first great sequence with the the drink and the arrow in the hand. Yep, yeah, the poison tip dart. So I guess you have nothing to worry about. Great scene. Yep. And of course, you then you get uh, your first the first appearance of Yukio in the film, who's really cool. I like her character a lot, and I like when they're leaving, and and it's like, oh no, you know, like two of them are gonna be dead in a week or whatever. Right. Anyway, don't don't bother. I like how quickly this film gets going. Because it doesn't fucking matter. Mm -hmm. We
0: get it. He's fucked up. Yeah, he he always had isolationist tendencies, so Mm -hmm. we get it. Just, like, show
1: it and move on very quickly. The plane ride, obviously a problem for Logan. Doesn't like planes. Mm -hmm. But he... He goes just the same because it's Yoshida and because of, you know, the, the relationship that he's had with him in the past, uh, of course. Um, this somewhat borrows slightly from some of the comics you already mentioned, Mariko, uh who's kind of the love interest or develops as a love interest in this film. But it's kind of weird because she's also really into like, uh, is it Shinjin? yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the lady, Lady
0: Mariko in Age of Apocalypse—that's what he calls her. But this has, yeah, this connects back to. She's there because any time in the Logan storyline where he was training as a samurai Mm -hmm. under, I think a guy named Ogan. Yeah, something uh, like that. Yeah, it was with you know his love interest was uh Mariko or Mariko mm-hmm. there's a classic crossover uh comic with Ghost Rider and uh Wolverine mm. and I don't remember how it ended but uh what I do remember is Ogan reappearing but the funny one-liner was apparently Ghost Rider is a terrible motorcyclist <laughs> and there's just a part where Wolverine's like watch it flamehead you're all over the road <laughs> So I uh, I remember that, and I I haven't read it in like twenty years.
1: I haven't read it at all, so that's yeah. interesting. I didn't know that those two ever crossed over. So. Oh, it's yeah, just one issue, a classic. You can find it somewhere.
0: It's probably on eBay for like fourteen dollars. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, he had to go. The whole thing is about
1: honor, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. So, and he goes uh, to meet him, and of course they they clean him up, and it's this very. Uh, it reminds you very much of like Sean Connery and you only live twice, you know. Oh, I could get used to this. Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> um, but in any case, so he he gets he gets his shave on, he gets his hair cut, gets mani pedi whatever, mm-hmm. the, whole, the works. Uh, and then he goes in, of course, to see Yoshida. And we were talking a little bit off air. This is the first appearance of Viper mm-hmm. in the flick. And in this film, she's less like Viper from the comics, who's just like a really good swordsman and, uh, super athletic and, and has heightened, uh, physical capabilities, that kind of thing. And sometimes, like, she does use, like, poison stuff, but she's not. They basically kind of reappropriate her as Marvel's Poison Ivy in this flick. Yep. Which is kind of strange, but whatever. We're going to go with it. Um, because it's not the first time that we've seen in these movies a character that's like I like that name <laughs> and then they make them whatever they want. Yep. And it won't be the last. So she's his uh oncologist in the flick and he's got this wicked fucking chair that conforms to his <laughs> body whatever he wants to do. Yep. I love that. And he tells Logan of course like I, you know basically I can take away your healing factor. And, and Logan's like, you don't want what I have, and storms out. Character dies, Yeshida dies, quote-unquote. And, uh, and, and the movie... Yeah, the idea is, was to give Yeshida the healing factor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Because he still doesn't want to die. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to die then, he doesn't want to die now. Yeah. And uh, so, needless to say, we get that great action sequence, which is the funeral. And you also get the setup for the corrupt, uh, um, like, chief of police type guy or whatever. Or, like, uh, the guy that's engaged to Merico. And you get... Uh, who's played by Brian T., I want to say. I can't think of the character's name. It doesn't matter. Uh, really well done. <laughs> Making yep. him... He plays a really good slime ball in this flick. Yep. Um, but you get that amazing action sequence, of course. You, like you said a little bit before, where... Um, so at this point, Viper's done whatever she's doing to him to suppress his powers. Yep. Yep. And, uh, so the, the, the gang member dressed as a priest pulls off his fucking gear and blows a shotgun blast, like through a security guard and then through Logan security guards yelling at Logan Mm -hmm. too. I like that. (laughs) Yeah. Like get back here. And, uh, or whatever he's saying, because I don't speak Japanese, unfortunately. Right, and uh, and and chaos ensues. Right, and and he's trying to warn them, and they don't fucking believe him because they're just like, "Oh, stupid American or Canadian mutant," right. right, and so on. And then finally, they give in, and and just as like people are thinking, or just as, and you see it, like you just see like Yukio being like, "Okay." Maybe he's on to, oh, yeah, you just, there's gunfire. Okay, we're doing this now. Yep. It's a great action sequence. It's one of my favorite uh, sequences. That all the way through their whole venture to to the, the night's events, like going to the hotel where they have the the Mars-themed room. Yeah, the whole train thing. The, the, the Mission yep. Impossible train sequence. Yep. The fucking, um, uh, like, Shinjin on the fucking roof with the arrows and stuff, and he's doing, like, parkour off the... Off the fucking different roofs and, and, and structures and so forth, which is kind of interesting. Yep. Except for there's one moment where he, he runs and he could really just step over this vent. And instead he has to do a fucking flip. Yep. And I'm, uh, that was a little excessive. But okay, I'm going to go with it because it's a fun superhero movie. I like it.
0: That would not have happened if uh, Darren Aronofsky had ended up directing this movie. Yeah.
1: It would have been cool. <laughs> yeah yeah
0: <laughs> there would have been more attention paid to like you know the bar scene the drink the ksh, like the classic aronofsky flash edits where mm. you'd see a drink getting filled and then someone i don't know yeah i have a feeling that's what
1: would have happened i like um in this whole sequence too that that no one is good at or bad at what they do they're all just it it's one of the sequences in the entire series that really feels like a um for lack of a better term, like a fair fight because of Logan being wounded because of Logan being wounded. Yeah. Um, like Yukio's is really skilled she's got the bow staff going. She's fucking people up. Mm-hmm. Um, Mariko's holding her own. Like, even though they're dragging at her, there's like four or five of them dragging at her, at mm-hmm. pulling her along. But every time that one of them gets held back, like she pulls one of them back and fucking takes him out and then four of them go and so on. Right. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting sequence and the chaos and everything is good and they do it really well. Yep. Um, great stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's one of the best parts of the movie. Yeah. yeah. If not the best part.
1: Yeah. Um, I think that we can probably just talk a little more casually and, you know, favorite parts and so forth at this at this point. Um, I'd like to know, though, before we, because I'd like to do the final act like at the end unless your favorite part is the final act.
0: You no, know, no, uh, whatever you like. Yeah.
1: Do you have a favorite sequence in this flick? Favorite well, moment, favorite no, like,
0: scene? Well, the memorable moment for me was the, uh, well, the beginning, the Nagasaki thing. Yeah. That's just because I love that shit. And then, yeah, the all the way from the funeral to the hotel. Yeah. The classic bullet train. I mean, watching Logan throughout the movie kind of deal with more, like, psychological stuff mm-hmm. is... L-
1: I like when he says I, I never had to he says thank you and like I never had to like do this before or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's right. Ask for help. No, that's not I, I didn't mean that. I mean like I <sighs> can't heal, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hospitals, that's what I meant. Or veterinarians in this case. I love it too that he's fucking he's scratching at the kid while he's under. Yeah. While he's getting stitched up and stuff. So when he goes to shake the kid's hand, he's just like,
0: Oh jumps back yeah yeah that's great doesn't he he performs self-surgery at one point doesn't he
1: uh yeah but not very well yeah on the train i think he does something
0: yeah he cuts himself open Mm. but uh right he shouldn't have done that if he i don't know if he knew at that point his healing factor was completely compromised maybe Mm. maybe he didn't
1: (laughs) and i like the little touch of every time the the blades come out they are covered in blood yes you know
0: that's always the coolest I don't like him having these clean open channels, like in the comic book when he has the actual channels that lift above the glove. Mm-hmm. I don't
1: know, but uh, it doesn't seem as as uh, as firm either. Like it seems like that's more breakable. If it's in his hand and it's between his knuckles, it seems like that that's that's an extension of his arm. It's all one piece at that point. And that seems more indicative of he, if someone with bone claws that's had them covered over with anima- adamantium you're not going to have them coming up out of the top of your hand, mm. you gonna have them coming up between your knuckles, kind of thing, or actually your knuckles,
0: right, yeah, yeah, which is cool, yeah, I agree uh. yeah,
1: I really like the sequence, um when they go back to Nagasaki, not so much the sexy time i don't care about that, you know i don't really I get it, you know he i'm but then again i'm familiar with that part of of the of the Wolverine saga per se like all of his japanese stuff i understand that so maybe i'm it's a little bit lackluster for me at this point but i do really like for example like the stuff with the tree moving the tree and uh i don't know i i like watching like logan grocery shop and the sort of thing yeah I have dinner and have conversations it seems like such a juxtaposition to what you usually see him doing which is just you know berserker rage you know, berserker rage yet <laughs> attacking people, double fist to the chest kind of thing. You know,
0: I feel like they'll be doing a lot more of
1: that in the new one, <clears throat> a lot more dialogue For older. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what it looks and like. And that's always the most interesting thing to me. I really, uh, I really like that sequence though. I really like the return to Nagasaki. I think it, it's a nice way to kind of, uh, keep the, as you would say, narrative thrust of the, of the picture going. Right. Yep. And, um, I, I like it very much. I really, really do. I think it's it's very tastefully done, and they don't linger there. Of course, again, you got to have someone fucking kidnapping Mariko, which whatever. I you got to get the movie going. At yeah, point.
0: it's been done so many times. Eber pointed out years ago. He says, I'm so tired of that kidnap- like the love interest being kidnapped. It's happened mm-hmm. a billion times. Mm-hmm. But it works for a reason.
1: Yep. So. Because it's it's simple. It's like if that was what the first one was about, then we would have been fine. Like we said, four mm-hmm. characters. Yeah. That's it. That's all you need. Yeah. This exactly. one, if you you need a few more because you need the side stuff going on. But it's okay. <clears throat> Favorite character besides Logan in this flick? Uh,
0: Yukio. Yeah. Yeah. I think so.
1: Yeah, she's pretty sweet.
0: Yeah. Nice to watch their kind of burgeoning friendship mm-hmm. um,
1: when they go bust up the corrupt. Uh, and when she Police sticks with, yeah. So. When she
0: sticks with them, sort mm-hmm. of at the end, which seems consistent with that sort of,
1: despite her now knowing Yoshida's alive.
0: Yeah, like the, the 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 samurai culture of like generosity, charity, but still mm-hmm. strength. I don't know. That was cool. But then that wasn't even the real ending. The real ending was uh, Logan goes home. He goes back to America. Yeah, yeah.
1: And and Mariko takes over the company. For reals yeah. this time. Yeah, yeah, For reals. For real. Um, question for you about the whole honor, so on, so on, so forth. The story that uh, is telling to Logan in the first part of the flick when they're, they're talking and um, Logan's looking around the room and uh, he points at, at like a mural. He's talking about his ancestors and how they're ninja warriors. Mm-hmm. But then he has all this fucking samurai shit going on. As well. And even in the same speech, he talks about the samurai. Right. Are you a fucking ninja or are you a fucking samurai? Because... I didn't know. Now, I'm a that. white guy from yeah. fucking North America, so maybe I have this wrong. Any Japanese listeners, please let me know. But my understanding of, of those two societies, per se, is that they do not like each other. Yeah. Like ninja and samurai... N- you know There's never between to be vastly shall meet. different yeah, yeah i didn't
0: i don't remember this he said that
1: yeah because his
0: and How did even that get past the fucking initial script drafting process ninjas
1: yeah he talks a little bit about ninjas and then of course he has ninjas when in the final sequence obviously yeah uh Shinjin is a fucking ninja right he's not a samurai so in one speech he talks about ninjas ninja society and then he refers to logan as he could live so long that he would become a ronin
0: Right, right.
1: And it's like, you're talking about mixing metaphors here. Yeah,
0: really. it is. That. Plus, like, nin- are you into the Beatles ninjas- or the
1: Beach Boys? Like, what are we doing here?
0: The samurais seem more in line with Logan because of the... Uh, ninjas are really... They just seem almost interchangeable. Well, they're assassins. Right? Like, the foot.
1: Clan. They're not warriors. They're assassins. Yeah. It's a diff- well, you know, again, my rudimentary knowledge of them. Yeah. Generally, they're portrayed as assassins.
0: Yeah, but they never seem very individualistic. No. So, like...
1: Neither are samurai, per se. I guess,
0: per se, no.
1: A samurai. More like... But there's a, honor instructors.
0: and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's just, like... I think samurai... It involves some kind of spiritual <clears throat> quest, as well, that involves mm-hmm. introspection, being alone. Whereas ninjas, yeah, they're... Okay, they're assassins, but they're always portrayed as working together, usually. Yeah. Rarely... A, yeah that is really weird
1: fucking strange,
0: but there are a lot of ninjas in the movie mm-hmm. so <laughs> maybe that's how they decided to that's how they decided to just introduce it. yeah it's less weird to the viewer if Wolverine has some connection to that I yeah,
1: don't know. I don't know. I understand I really like Shinjin. I really do. That's your favorite? Yeah. I think he's cool, man. I don't think he's like cool, cool. I don't think like he's, you know, obviously Hugh Jackman, like you said, he's like Clint Eastwood, cool. Mm. And that's to, again, someone from North America, like that's what cool is. Yes. Doesn't really care. Doesn't really try too hard. There's like an aloofness. There's a...
0: Aloof is a good word. Yes. There's an aloofness there.
1: Yeah. Um... Whereas Shinjin's full on very much what I see being like if he was a ninja like ninja cool, mm-hmm. you know, where he's completely devoted and that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, there's an intensity there that Logan's lacking.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and a focus that Logan lacks yes. big time until he gets fucking Berserker crazy. Until which he is the reason, yeah. Yeah, which is the whole point. That's 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 a hero's journey right there, where I think that Shinjin is very like He's stable. He's more stable, somewhat. Yeah. Although obviously he's he's blinded by his love for Mariko and his loyalty to the House of Yoshida. Right. So, but, um, with that said, moving into the final sequence, so you have all the stuff with the the corrupt uh, police official, which is hilarious, You're catching him with the two girls and mm-hmm. all that stuff, and you know the throw him out the window. How'd you know there was a pool there? I didn't. All these things, right? Mm-hmm. Very lethal weapon. Um, in any case, let's fast forward to that great final sequence. So he's going, they're looking at the fucking, uh, same tapestry or whatever on the wall that they were talking about earlier with the ninjas and the fucking samurai and so forth. Mm-hmm. And it cuts to the actual place. And he's right. rolled up there on a fucking motorcycle because he's Clint Eastwood. Yep. Yep. Um, because he's he's a rebel, uh, and and he's going through. Um, and this is now he's got his healing factor back because yep. they've dealt with what's going on back at the same room where the tapestry is. Fight sequence, etc. We everyone's seen the movie, mm. but what I love about this this final showdown sequence uh, is the entry into it, not the actual sequence he's coming into the town and all the ninjas meet him and so there's a little bit of combat but then you get that very almost reminds me like hero or something like that with all the arrows mm-hmm. and then in hero of course like he falls away and, and you just see this space where the body would be so you know he's dead yeah it's it's like that but in this case obviously there's just millions of arrows with ropes fucking pulling on on logan yeah and is it cheesy yeah, kind of, I guess for American audiences. But that's some that that's an interesting aesthetic. Yeah, between your fucking computer me- and your Shh, phone, dude. This, sorry. This episode's going to be full of beeps and boops. So between the No, no, go continue, continue. Um I just really like the the aesthetic of it. I think it it harkens back. If you're going to make a movie set in Japan, then there are certain staples that you have to have and there is an artistic and rhythmic um storytelling that you have to uh, endeavor to achieve and that is a sequence that with the snow falling and the the arrows with the ropes kind of hitting him hitting him hitting him showing his determination that he continues forward and they're all pulling on him and dragging on him and he finally collapses yeah yeah it's a powerful sequence if yeah. you're willing at this point if you bought into the film it's a powerful sequence and and it it does something for me
0: yeah, I agree. Yeah, and there's something kind of primal and ancient about the arrow. Mm-hmm. I remember not liking that movie 300 very much, except for one sequence involving arrows. Mm-hmm. Might have been the end when uh, Leonidas, whatever, he he throws the arrow at uh, the Persian king or whatever, yeah. whatever. But yeah, there's something there that is uh, obviously heavy-handed, the metaphorical, but also just it's really good to look at. So,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you there. But that being said... Inside the compound, to me, is where this film... I've been in at this point. I've been in on this film. Yeah. You know, it's... This is on the estate. It has... I think it's an hour and a half... Or, sorry, no. It's way over an hour and a half. It's two hours. Just over two hour runtime. And for an hour and a half, I've been committed wholeheartedly to this flick. Everything from fucking... When Logan gets to, you know, beat up Mariko's dad, I'm like, yeah, you, you fuck that asshole up. You know, like every every step of the way, I've been like, yep, throw that douche police officer in the pool Mm -hmm. that you didn't know was there. All the, like everything all the way along, I'm totally down. Help the people in the village with the tree, (laughs) whatever. Yep. Then this, the Silver Samurai shows up and I get like all fucking nerd bonery. Right. And then you get this... Weird fucking convoluted fight sequence. I don't know what's going on. All of a sudden, Viper's fucking bald. And, like, she's pulling her skin off. (laughs) And, you know... Shedding her skin, yeah. Fucking Shinjin's throwing fucking arrows at everybody he doesn't like who am i fighting okay i'm fighting you now oh well i have another arrow left so here you go yeah you know which every time he opens that fucking case by the way you got like four arrows in there yeah. and then he fires like 700 arrows right where yeah, where like, is
0: he getting these from yeah. do they
1: is it a mass like self-regenerating a, yeah exactly yeah. there's like a little elf in there just whittling arrows for him inside the fucking case while he's well, he he takes one. Oh fuck. Yeah. He took an arrow. Okay, here's a new arrow. Fuck, man, stop shooting so many arrows. <laughs> um but in any case. Uh really convoluted fight sequence. I get it. Yoshida, he is the silver samurai. Mm-hmm. Um Having that for the video game must have been beneficial. I never played the video game for this flick, but I haven't either. Whatever. No. Um but it's still a fun sequence. Obviously S- silver samurai like pulls the power so he builds the samurai suit and the entire purpose of the samurai suit is just to fucking pull the life uh like the regenerative ugh, regenerative power out of logan mm-hmm. right yeah so he's pulling the power out of logan and uh and why 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 the sa- elaborate fucking samurai outfit buddy yeah i don't know but in any case we're gonna let it go because uh it leads to the fucking chopping off of Logan's claws, which is cool as fuck. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he loses his claws, and then um... they regen his bone claws. Yeah, on the one hand. Yeah, which is cool.
0: But then they end up killing anyway. When sh- who use who picks them up? Who uses them at the very end? Magneto. I could have sworn somebody picks them up and uses them as a weapon. Is it Magneto? Oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone. Uh, what's her... sorry? No, Magneto's in the like post credit or whatever, yeah. or when they land back there at the airport. But uh, same with Charles. He's there, too. Um, of
0: course, yeah, Charles.
1: But, um, yeah, it's Miracle.
0: Is it Meriko? Who okay. lands
1: the final coup de grace with the broken...
0: With the broken claws. Yeah. yeah. On
1: her fucking grandfather, who she loves dearly, yeah. but has now lost his fucking mind. Yeah. So I like it. It's very... And, and again, there goes back to the what we were talking about with the whole... There's some um, elements of of like the Japanese cinematic artistic perspective that needs to kind of transcend over. If you're going to place a film in a universe that takes place um, in comics that very much draw from that or in the same universe as the comics that draw very much from that. Yeah. I agree with that.
0: There's like an artistic responsibility there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so I like that element, you know? Yeah. Um, saying goodbye and remembering her you know she alludes to remembering her grandfather as the man that he was before he lost his fucking mind Mm. so that's I respect that yeah it's cool absolutely but yeah then of course there's always a fucking falling sequence and if the Silver Samurai falls off the cliff like it's still pretty handy like go get him and you know refurbish it as something else yeah like the the world's biggest Keurig machine or something Mm -hmm. like you can do something with all that adamantium but Whatever. Hugh saves the day, mm-hmm. as Hugh always does. He's get he's saying his goodbyes, he gets back on the plane, uh, after, of course, like we said before, Mariko picks up, you know, the tab for his trip home and takes over the as as CEO of her grandfather's company and kind of embraces her fate. And uh also because Logan's killed everybody else that could possibly uh run the company run the company. Yep. So, perfect.
0: (laughs) Except for what's-his-name, who died of natural causes, it seems. Who? Um, What's his name? The old
1: man. Oh, the old man's in the Adamantium suit.
0: No, not that old man. The other old man. There's
1: another old man?
0: Wait, hang on. Uh, Am I confused here? Are you telling me Yashida
1: Is the Silver Samurais in the suit? That's where they're pulling the power out of Yes.
0: No, no, you're right. Sorry. No, I, I was wrong about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense, because... Didn't want to die. Yeah, so okay. he faked his
1: own death, and that's why that's and why Yukio didn't see it. Yeah, And why would he, he die the night
0: Logan gets there, or the night after? Well,
1: Logan says, I won't give him to you like, willfully, so then he's yeah. got to push his plan forward. Exactly.
0: But yeah, it's yeah. Just, it would be very convenient if he had died, mm-hmm. because it's immediate.
1: Almost like a movie or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to leave. Well, you can't. You have to come to the funeral. Yeah yeah okay
1: and then he gives the line like after he's just had this fucking blowout with the guy the night before he shows up and says to the shitty son slash father you know oh your father was a good man mm-hmm. he would say the same about you but he always did like your kind or something like that and then he looks at Yukio it's like dude it's a funeral your father is on the slab up there mm-hmm. He does, he's not in on this yeah so I don't know whatever good flick overall I, I really like it i like the um the post-credit sequence that they went with which is the magneto and charles charles stops everybody in the airport magneto mm-hmm. does his thing with logan and they warn of, days Some of future kind past, of past basically yeah, exactly is on the way which presumably when they come to the airport there's still like another 40 years before like Days of Future Past happens, because that's still, on, you know, present timeline. Yeah. And then they're in the future, of course, so...
0: So why would they have to...
1: It's like it's immediate. We need it right now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> See you in 20 years.
0: Yeah, and we'll also be waiting a very long time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, nevertheless, uh, good flick. I do like that uh, alternate uh, credit sequence again from Nerd, Nerd Boner uh, Value Alone, which is the... Um, he opens the gift, Mariko mm. gets him, and of course, it's a classic Wolverine mask, right Class- costume yeah in, in the in it, which is cool. I like that, but yeah, you can't you can't go with that, yeah, because then then your franchise dies, <laughs> yeah. so a little bit better than Deadpool winking at you that you got at the end of the first one, yeah. so I'm cool with that, overall, a considerably better flick yeah. um and. 100 percent again this is the Hugh Jackman show yes for the what is this one two three four five sixth time something like that in the franchise
0: yeah this movie is uh really all his and I know that he personally this is is, I think his personal favorite yeah acting wise
1: because well, hopefully, he likes vault? Logan because it's it's R and he gets to actually like fucking rip people up. That's one thing that's so weird when you see him doing. Uh, admittedly, it's we we joke about this all the time with a lot of comic book movies. Um, say, for example, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is a great example because they they had become such pop culture icons for kids at that point, mm-hmm. but then they went back to a film that was more. It was a hybrid of the of the com- like the comic the violent violent comic and the super kid friendly like pizza party dudes yeah um with the different colored bandanas and shit right so what 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 you got was you got them with swords and t- size and these sorts of things um cutting people up but you never saw them do any cutting right right
0: yeah it was a pg movie wasn't it
1: mm-hmm. yeah and uh and then in, in this flick you see logan he's got blood on his Um, hands and on himself because he can because he's not going to die right so they can get that by okay you have to show the wound like okay i'm showing that he's wounded okay no problem but when he like full-on cuts through someone on screen they generally will just before like the spatter would happen or splatter would happen they're like cutting away or you know doing something where like i'm that's one thing and we'll transition to logan that I'm looking forward to is to see that shot where like he drives his fucking blades into somebody and mm-hmm. the sort of blood splatters on his face. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of power in that.
0: That's risky of them though, because of just how many people will, well, we'll see. We'll see. It, it's being marketed as his last one, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's
1: all over the internet. So, and also the fact that people have now grown up with him. You, you figure, say for example, the, let's say that someone was, Thirteen years old. Okay. When the first X Men came out, hell, they'd l- now be what twenty? No, twenty. Yeah, so they'd be thirty. Yeah. Wow. I actually had to. I had to do the math there. Yeah. So and and if they were born when the first one came out, they'd still be old enough to see this flick in R. So I think it's a it's a logical progression.
0: Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Which
1: is cool. There's a lot of hype leading up to this one. Yep. You know what? Before we get into it too deep, let's take a little break. We'll come right back, share a few thoughts on Logan, wrap it up. Is that cool?
0: Yeah, yeah. Cool. All
1: right, next week we're back talking more Wolverine with Logan in theaters. We hope you'll join us then. All right, so we're back, and Devin's joining us. Hello. Sweet. Thank you for jumping in, sir. Good evening. And uh, just a quick... Thought a a quick couple of thoughts on what we're hoping for out of Logan. Last time we're gonna maybe see Hugh Jackman in the role of Wolverine. It's an R-rated flick, and uh, I want to quickly off the jump. And Devin, you were here for the X Men panel. Mention that back when we did the X Men panel, both myself and East were uh, we really liked the idea of of an old man Logan um comic uh translation into film but i have to preface this okay i have to say that when i said that i was very much kind of pushing for an amalgamation of the mcu and and fox's universe you know what i mean um because the problem with doing well there's several problems with doing old man logan at least in the way that it is in the comic right uh which i don't think that they're going to go for but have you guys read the old man logan comics i haven't no i want to but i haven't okay so basically the old man logan miniseries is like it's set around the the events of the new secret wars comics it's like a miniseries that leads into the like the most recent take on secret wars right so the problem with, say, for example, the MCU doing it and and just the X-Men Fox universe doing it uh, is that X-Men has like, explored time travel, for example, but they haven't uh, explored multi-universe kind of things. So there isn't multiple Earths uh, existing simultaneously in their film universe, right? Whereas Marvel has started to delve into this and probably will continue to as they go along so they can tell weirder fucking acid-trippy stories. Now, Old Man Logan kind of... Obviously, there's there's some stuff that kind of everyone knows. Everyone knows about the whole like incestuous Hulk family thing um, and them killing off Logan's family. There are things like that in in the series that kind of everybody knows about. Obviously, what it looks like professor x is going to be in this film uh is he's going to be a surrogate for the hawkeye character in in the comic right um additionally there's there's a ton of other weird shit going on because it's an alternate dimension it's not it's not the earth that we live on which is what 2036 2046 whatever in any case it's not the main marvel universe it's it's an It's another universe and Logan feels like everything's gone weird and gone wrong. So like Red Skull is the fucking president. Like at one point Logan is in the fucking white house and he puts on Tony Stark's armor and like smashes out through the fucking roof of the white house to escape, like after killing Red Skull or something. Um, and a lot of the parts of the miniseries is him encountering someone from a life that he remembers, but not, but they don't remember him the same way. And, um, and they're saying, like, you know, uh, they're, they're, they're getting into a fight because of that, for example. And then either it stops and they decide to help him or they fucking die or whatever, right? Um, and it's it's a really interesting comic because what it is is it's like three or four worlds all intersecting, Right. Over the that are because of because of the multiverse coming together for secret wars, and why I was pushing for that when we talked about it initially was because for me, whether they do, I would like them to do classic secret wars, just to be clear. This is kind of bullshit to me, but like I like it, I like the comics. But why I like the idea of secret wars is because it's a natural progression after they close up their Thanos shit. You know, once Thanos is gone, you go to your next big baddie or your next like a more powerful entity right and and the beyonder is is an obvious choice right um because they're not going to go to like the one above all or something like that we talked about this a little bit off air danny as well like the one above all for anyone who doesn't know is like um it's like god mm. in the marvel universe right so they, they're not going to do something like that so if, if if they had merged into the mcu it makes a lot of sense for me but because there and and I was kind of hoping that when we heard like rumblings of this legion TV show and all these things happening that maybe there was a chance of seeing the X-Men coming back into the MCU in some form some kind of crossover form but so instead what I'm hoping for personally out of this film something very different from the old man Logan comics I don't really want to see any of that I want to focus more on the X23 elements of it the, the clone elements, you know, it's my clone daughter kind of thing, um, and and tell a very unique and simple, you know, travel kind of story, like, you know, road story, if you will. Kind of like what we jokingly said that the first X-Men Origins could have been right, if yeah. we were smart about it. And, and you know, that's that's where my heart is on this. I don't know, where do you guys... Where do you guys sit with this? Like, obviously, the trailers look great. The trailers look stunning. Uh, The new ones, really, really good. The first one, you jokingly said, "Danny was Johnny Cash music video or something." Yeah, I didn't
0: like that trailer with the Johnny Cash thing, but uh, the second one's fantastic.
1: Yeah, and it's there. There's it's clearly going to be an entertaining film. Yep. But uh, I think it needs to be something really special to say goodbye to Hugh. With you know, he's been he's been carrying these films on his fucking back for like. Since 2000. Yeah. Come on. Give the guy a good film.
2: The only thing I can hope for is that they don't, like, in so many um, of these uh, sort of longer running Marvel series, um, when they replace somebody, they feel the need to just reboot the whole fucking mm-hmm. story again like spider-man or all again yeah like the fantastic four or something like that those weren't continuous were they? no no but and and it's just it's such like a it's such a fuck you to anybody who's watched the previous movies when it's like okay we get it like the contract is over that's fine you yeah. know get somebody else that's that's okay but don't – like, let's not be like, oh, well, now we need to establish that he had an, an origin too. Like, no, we don't. No, we don't. We don't need to establish that. Yeah. We, we all know that now. There's a movie we can watch if we don't. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter that he doesn't look exactly the same. He looks a little bit different. Yeah. That's fucking fine. I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm.
1: So you want to see Wolverine movies continue on after this or do you want to go X-23? I mean,
2: I think he's a character that you can't really continue anything X-Men related without. Why I not? Think,
1: She's exactly the same. She's literally Lady Wolverine. She's a fucking
2: clone. Is that continuous with the the, the comic stories? though? Yeah. but I mean, how? So so we're so then we're just ditching like an entire catalog of X Men comics that came before whatever. Whatever, you can bring them back. We're putting in. See, because that's it's another thing that book. that's another thing that really frustrates me about about the Marvel universe, though, is is just how. How we just pick these arbitrary points to progress to and then everything that came before that, um, you know, it, it remains canon, but but is just never going to have a movie made of it again.
0: mm mm-hmm.
2: You know, um, like going in, you know, building, introducing all of these separate Marvel characters and separate movies and then tying them together so that you can go into Infinity Wars, but then all of their individual plots just get completely ignored. mm mm-hmm. We don't get an individual movie for any of these people. About a really cool plot line that they dealt with separate from everybody else, because there's there's something larger that we're that we're building towards, and so yeah, I don't know, it's great, okay, if they made more Wolverine movies with fucking girl Wolverine, I don't care fine if mm-hmm. that's what you want to do, but I think it's just you know it's kind of shit that 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 you know that this is a a character that has been so loved. Yeah, and 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 such a, a huge part of all of yeah. these story arcs, and just because some one person's contract is running up, you well, decide he's had to just many dump a the contracts whole at this thing. point. Well, he's been in what five movies? No, he's been in eight. Really? Yeah, that's more than I thought. Okay. It's been almost twenty years that he's been Wolverine. What eight has he been in? Because he's been in three X Men plus Days of the Future, four X Men. Okay. Oh, so seven. This is number seven. Yeah. Because he wasn't in the... Um... wasn't in First Class. Is
1: the only... Oh, yeah, he is. He has a cameo in it. He's in First Class and he's in Apocalypse. He's in every single X-Men cameo movie. Cameo, we
2: can't really count. Why not? It's a cameo. It's a walk-on.
1: I know. He still got paid for it. Yeah. He gets a movie credit. He's in every movie. And they bring <laughs> him in because they know if he doesn't tell someone to fuck off or if he doesn't show up in his Weapon X gear, then the movie's not going to
2: succeed. Yeah.
1: In their mind, it's funny. Like, first class was the lowest grossing and, and it's, it's the least Wolverine. Yep. It, there's a direct correlation there. It's interesting. What
0: I want to see with Logan is, obviously it's going to be a more personal story because it's called Logan, not Wolverine, although they used that title already. but um, <laughs>
1: Twice. From the trailer,
0: it looks like he's taking on some kind of quasi-parental role, so we'll definitely see the tender side of Logan. And um, hopefully it doesn't just conclude with him withdrawing into some hermetic, l- lonely, isolated existence. He loves being alone. He loves sulking. So hopefully there's some kind of resolution that uh, at least hints towards a bit of happiness mm-hmm. and stability
1: for him. Would you be interested in all in, in making this, the the Death of Wolverine comic series? We were talking about that a little bit before. I think Danny, he gets, uh, he goes back to see Cornelius, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, who would essentially be striker in the films um who's after um his healing power again and so forth and and obviously there's a new firm that's in this film that, um so have a tie in there but in any case have him like f- essentially fucking doused in adamantium mm-hmm. you know it's not a bad move.
0: I wouldn't mind that, but, uh, you know... Some way. Uh, kill him some way. death of movies are terrible, but they... Man, I wouldn't mind that.
1: Because you this, can always bring him back. I like, it's a comic s- book movie. There's yeah. a million ways to bring him back. You like, fucking... Magic scepter. Whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it, and it's going to be sad. There'll be an elegiac quality to it, for sure. That's why that first trailer's so damn sad. The mm-hmm. Johnny Cash version of Hurt. Which is inferior to the Nine Inch Nails version. I've always said that. I don't care if Johnny Cash died. Just when that song came out, everyone was like, Johnny Cash is brilliant. It's the best thing ever. It's like, no. The Trent Reznor version's infinitely better.
1: It's his song, yeah.
0: It's his song. It ends better, and he doesn't change the word. Like, crown of shit is crown of shit, not crown of thorns. Johnny Cash is like, "I I have a priest. I can't
1: sing these words.
0: Yeah, that's what I got for Logan, though. I'm looking forward to it.
1: I'm very much. Both you gentlemen are back for that panel, yes? I think so. Cool. Very cool. All right. So, more Logan. Just don't don't kill him. Talk him into staying. Come on, he's an old man. You can make him old for 50 more movies and just have him fucking driving a car or something. Whatever. Have him in the movie. Um, X23. I would really like to see her like grow. As a character, I think that could be interesting. Um, Laura's an interesting character, and she's um, got some really interesting storylines that you could you could go down. Um, I don't know. That seems like a good place to cap it off. We 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 seem to all be pretty sad that he's leaving. Yeah. So, Hugh, we're gonna miss you. Don't go. Come back. Sign a new contract Fox Studios get the shit done So that's it Uh, Remember this is just the beginning of the conversation We want to continue it on with you We really do Uh, This one's been a a weird episode to do Because as much as we don't love Some of the movies we're talking about here We love the character And Hugh Jackman's been great in the role And he's carried seven films on his fucking back uh, And we love him for it Bringing our childhood to life so, reach out to us. We're at Mermal Podcast on Twitter, at MRML Podcast. Do you guys want to offer up your Twitters, Devin?
2: At uh, YR underscore and then homeboy.
1: Perfect. I'm at Leafs Love Hurts. Thank you, Danny. I'm at Not Brandon Fleet. And you can also reach out to us via email at show at moviesroommylife.com. You can go to our website, moviesroommylife.com, leave a comment for us there. If you aren't already subscribed to us on SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts, Google Play Music, subscribe to us there, all that shit. And uh, if we're not where you listen, let us know and we'll get there for you. That's about it. Thanks for hanging out with us. It's hard to not do it now that you know that, that you're
0: fucking likes like like <laughs> one.